Hey, theater goers, it is Diana. I am so happy to be coming to you at the beginning of this very, very special episode of Multiclass Theater. No, it is not an after-school special. No, nobody will learn anything because if you've listened this far, you know nobody ever learns anything. But it is our anniversary. Just about a year ago, we released our very first episode. When we first started this, we had no idea what we were doing. I can't say we did it as a lark, but we didn't know what we were getting into. I don't think we understood how many amazing actual play podcasts there are out there, how many wonderful people there are, like how fantastic this experience would be. We also didn't know how to make a podcast or really how to do anything. So it has been a year of growth for us. I'd like to think that we've gotten better. Our sound is better. Our production values are better. And I'd like to think that we are better. We're certainly more efficient, if nothing else. But it has been a tremendously rewarding experience. The opportunity to meet and talk with fans of the show the opportunity to meet amazing creators who are just turning out fabulous storytelling and to be able to be a part of their worlds and have them be a part of ours. It brings so much joy to all of us. By the same token, I hope we are bringing joy to you, at least on some level. I, I hope you find it as amusing as we do making it, and I hope that the joy we experience and we feel with these crazy characters and this very strange world and adventure. I hope that carries through. And and I'm guessing it does since you're still listening. So real quickly, let me give you a brief intro into this adventure. Right before we started recording a year ago, we did a test show. It became episode zero. It is called Festival of the Flame. I believe it is available for download. It is definitely on our Patreon. It involved Rotan, Silway, and Mike's original character, Shing, meeting in the town of Quarter's End. They went on an adventure. Things happened. They bumped into a random person to ask about what was going on, and that person turned out to be Gruber. It was a very fateful adventure. Well, our new adventure is part two of that. You don't have to have listened to the first adventure or the first episode. I mean, there may be references, there may be jokes, there may be callbacks to the original, but this is a standalone adventure. It's a standalone story. So don't feel compelled or that you're going to be lost if you haven't listened to episode zero. We have missed Silway and Rotan, who are joined by three very special guests. First, we have Beatrix, played by Rachel Ray Shannon, who has done some voice work on episodes in the second season, including Rotan's Goddess, as well as a voice in the season two opener. Our next character we have is Marcus, who is played by Matt Sergis. Matt also did a voice in the season two opener 
and he played Rotan's father, Wiley, in the Papa Can You Hear Me episode. He did a tremendous job. We expect to have both of them back soon for other voices because they're both tremendous actors and I love playing with them. And our third very special guest is my lovely wife, Ayelsa. She will be playing Little Bear, who you may remember from the Herding Cats interlude episode between the seasons. Without further ado, please to enjoy Festival of the Flame Rebirth. It is the morning of a remarkably sunny day in Vankala. The three of you are down sharing breakfast. Trevor is off somewhere with Gruber, no doubt recounting your adventures of the previous days. You hear a commotion in the street as if a crowd is gathering. Oh, what fresh hell is this now? Ah, perhaps it is more trouble. Works for me. Silly goes and checks out the window. I feel like I've had enough of trouble for one year. Eh? Eh? Rotan's gone. <laughs> he, he's walking out the front door. <laughs> yeah. You're at the table by yourself there making jokes. Though. <laughs> how, how is that different from normal? Oh. <laughs> so wait, you're peeking out the front window. And Mist, are you yeah. looking out the window as well? Yeah. Or do you of just... course. Cat looking out window. Okay. That's what they do. Okay. So it Might be birds. Yeah. Mist is looking out the window. Rotan has no time for this. He opens the door and walks out. What you see in the street out before the Gilded Garret is a very large wagon on the side of which is painted in very vibrant letters the Midnight Theater. Two midnight black horses, gorgeous to behold, stand in front of the carriage, lounging quite comfortably, wearing a hat, the likes of which is a little unfamiliar to you is a man. The man is leaning back, his hat's pulled down a little bit over his eyes, twirls a toothpick between his lips. The crowd is whispering to one another about who this strange man is and what in the world the Midnight Theater could be. So wait. So wait. What? 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 His hat's not as cool as mine, right? I don't know. I've never seen the likes of his kind of hat before either. <laughs> I wonder if it's magical like yours. We should go find out. Steal that one, too. Rotan, since you are out the door... I will turn to the nearest person to me. Thespians! Do you know know who this is? Oh, no, I don't think I've seen anything like this. We've never had any thespians come up here, you know. You know, we're just a sleepy little town. Well, you know, Rotan, you've been here for, you know, a while now. We don't get much call for theater. I mean, we have the local troupe, but we don't really do much sort of, you know, we don't get the traveling actors like the big cities do. Ah, well, we are probably in for a treat then. Any, any thespian who, who has their own carriage and horses, oh, these must be professionals. Oh, I think so. You know, do you think they do our town? They do all towns. (laughs) (laughs) The man reclining in the carriage flicks his hat upwards slightly and turns towards you, Rotan. Howdy. How y'all doing? Your name, Rotan? Oh, you've heard of me. Rotan (laughs) has this big, shitty grin on his face. He is so happy that somebody knows his name. Yes, I am 
I am Rotan. Well, Rotan, I've been sent to pick you up. Really? By who? Well, well, let's just say mutual friend. What's your name, friend? Oh, I'm sorry. And he lifts his hat. My name is Hieronymus Kai. I am the proprietor of the Midnight Theater. Ah, and what sort of theater do you do? Well, we're a pan-dimensional theater troupe. We've played uh, everywhere from, well, Roth and Waterdeep to Chandelin to Sanctuary to Sigil to Chicago. <laughs> really? Do you know? Do you know anything that they're doing in, in Neverwinter right now? Uh, well, no, I can't say I've been there in a while. Ah, well, that's that's too bad. Ah, do you do you do any improvisational things? Do you do bits? Well, we do all sorts. I've got a, I got a, a one-armed Tabashi, who is great at impressions. I've got um, well, we got a whole troop. Um, but you know, uh, I hate to say this, Rotan, because you know I could just trade, trade words with you all day, but um. I kind of, I kind of need you and your friends to, you know, hop on in, and we need to get this, uh, get this show on the road, so to speak. Ah, and where would we be going? Well, we're going to a little town I think you know called Quarters End. Ah, uh, where, where is that? Um, it's. Silly puts her face in her palm. <laughs> down the coast. I, I think you were there last year. That's what I've been told. Anyway, why don't you just get your friends and we can talk about this on the way. Hmm. I, I must confer with my companions on this. <sighs> Alright. Well, I'll be here. And he pulls out a piece of wood and he starts whittling. This guy gets more cowboy every time he speaks. Uh, I turn to my companions. Did you hear all of that? I did. This is a new accent I've not heard around you. How many accents do people have around these parts of the world? Uh, you're asking me? <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know. They all sound roughly the same to me. Uh, I say this person looks trustworthy. And we should do what he says. The mysterious man in the big hat with the toothpick yes, in his mouth. sounds like... Asking to whisk you away to a place you've never Sounds been. like an adventure. Something that will require heroes and heroic deeds. Well, if it gets us out of this tiny, cold town inside a carriage instead of walking like last time, that's probably a good way to go. What do you think, Mist? Hey, the Magical Mystery Tour is waiting to take us away, so... I do not... It's good enough for the Beatles, it's good enough for I me. I do not know what that means, but I think we're of one accord. Sir, we will take you up on your offer. All right, hop on in. Ah, excellent. Uh, Rotan, so is it like a like a circus carriage kind of? Yeah, it's a medieval actors troop carriage, but yes, kind of like a circus carriage. Rotan will go and open. I assume there's a door or a sliding door of some kind, and it'll open. As you open it, you notice the interior is a very nicely appointed carriage interior, even nicer than the one that you briefly possessed. There's a small little basket with snacks in it, and there's a couple bottles of water, even a decanter of something your guess may be alcoholic. The three of you climb into the wagon. You pull the door shut. Even though there were no windows when you were looking at it from the outside, 
from the inside, you are able to see outside as if there were. Huh. Sylvie pauses and then steps back outside the carriage to look at the windows and then back inside and then back outside to explore this weird magic. You eventually get tired of your explorations and you pull the door shut. In front of you, from on top of the wagon, you hear, Hiya! And the wagon starts to rumble forward. Hey, wait a second. What happened to Gruber and Trevor? The wagon begins to pick up speed. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm sure they'll be fine. And begins to go faster and faster. But the ride is incredibly smooth, even though the trees are whipping by outside at an astonishing pace. I'm getting night bus vibes from this thing. This does not feel safe. You begin to feel a tingling on your arms and the back of your neck. There's a little shudder, and suddenly everything outside is black, and then purple, as if streaks of light are flying past you. You look out the windows, and you see this purplish void surrounding you. This is not quarter's end. No, this is hyperspace. What is hyperspace? Never mind, don't worry about it. Well, I mean, maybe worry about it, because I don't know what's going to happen to us. I'm kind of worried about it. And then, five minutes later, there's another shudder. Dark turns to light. And you find yourself pulling through the gates of Quarter's End. The wagon slows in the city center. And then, the door opens. I really need to figure out how magic works. This would have been so useful, like... A few days ago. You are hit with the warm air coming off the ocean. It feels wonderful (laughs) after the... Sorry, that's reflexive. Cold mountains. Unlike your last visit to Quarter's End, the mood is somber. It seems to be decorated as it was before for the Festival of the Flame. But instead of a raucous, carousing festival... There are people gathered around the still, cold pyre, as if in mourning. One of the Silver Sisters walks up to you. Oh, hello. I'm so happy you're here. If you would follow me, you are expected. Ah, excellent. Uh, Rotan uh, turns to the man who is driving the carriage and, and says, Ah, just a quick question. Uh, can we take those snacks with us? Suit yourself. I got, I got plenty. Okay. Um, you never know. Yeah, so Rotan goes in and grabs snacks. Just snacks? Not not water? Not booze? Not just... Booze? No. Oh, right. <laughs> the Silver Sister leads you up the path towards the monastery. You pass rows and rows of pilgrims huddled together in prayer. There is a pall that hangs over the air. A tremendous sadness. She leads you up into the monastery, into the entry hall, and then into the great hall. The great hall itself is 100 feet high with stained glass windows. A simple throne sits at the far end, raised on a slight dais. Standing, talking, In the room are several people. You see a tall, broad, 
night. You see a gorgeous red-headed sorceress, a small, what looks like toy bear, <laughs> talking to a very tall, what looks like a bird man. <laughs> do, do I need to play two characters? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. The Silver Sister bids you enter and then closes the doors behind you. And you notice at the end, standing before the throne, Rotan and Silway, you would know this, is Mother Arcus, who is standing there with her hands folded in front of her, just smiling at the group of you down below. I, I'm sorry, I, are you a bear? What is, are you a, a real bear or a toy bear? Well, I was a toy, and then I came to life at Sanderson's, my best friend, Funky Monkey, and the dinosaur, we, we helped free Sanderson. I'm here because Sanderson's gone. And and it's my my heart is broken. My he was Aww. he was everything to me. Poor Sanderson. Silway gives Mist a sideways glance and raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Mist actually twitches an ear at that. He has thus far pretty much been tail a twitch, eyes huge and locked on the Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> But at the mention of Sanderson and kind of realizing that the bear is there, starts to break away from that attention slightly. Do you know this tiny troubled bear, Mist? <laughs> oh, hi, Mist. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Sanderson? Sanderson was was killed. <laughs> oh, my oh, Sanderson. <laughs> Silway is very uncomfortable with crying and emotions, so he just stands there fidgeting and looking in every direction except at the bear. I'm confused. Um, so, you remember when we got back to Roth, we kind of took a little sabbatical from each other, get some space, that sort of thing? Yes. Uh, and remember that other thing that I showed you? Uh. Nope. Wait. Back off. Yes. Back off <laughs> twice ago, right? The thing that we're not going to talk about because... Oh, yes. Ixney on the boohoo, yay? Yes. Yeah. Uh, any rate, Sanderson uh, is uh, in that. Ah, oh, very heroic. Yes. Uh, yes actually, we really were. were. Very yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were. So, so, so the bear, you know, I don't know that I ever got your name. My name is Little Bear. That's easy to remember. Does anybody else know why we're here? <laughs> I think this lady might... And she points up at Mother Arcus. Mother Arcus just smiles at you. Hi, Mother Arcus. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. Alright, that's enough crying. I can't handle the crying anymore. I know you're sad, but just stop. Just stop. Look, Toots, I will cry if I want to cry. Who are okay? you calling, Toots? Let me cry if I want to cry. How do you even cry? Aren't you a toy? Do you even have tear ducts? <laughs> Excuse me. I can cry if I want to. I have emotions. Ugh. I can be mad. I can be sassy. I can kick your butt if I want to. But right now, I just want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Upon reflection, I can't think of a character that would be more antithetical to Silway than this. <laughs> <laughs> she is seriously pondering, just like drop kicking the spare. <laughs> Silway, don't be rude. 
but he's basically asking for her. Dilby, don't be rude. Uh, well, Alright, just... Uh, this is weird. Why are we here? Mother Arcus, what are we doing here? For the past few minutes, Beatrix has been clawing her fingernails into Marcus's arm. One, super confused as there's so much to process here as to what we're doing here at all, but feels absolutely horrible for this tiny little bear as she feels horrible for any type of animal or small creature that feels like they're being mistreated. So, and Beatrix actually speaks toy bear. So she steps over and says, Oh my goodness, gracious, I'm just, I'm just so sorry you're feeling sad about yourself, but I have to say, just have faith and trust and confidence and everything will be okay. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. But, you know, I just don't like being condescended to. Silly puts out a very condescending look towards the bear. I saw that touch. Yeah, that tracks. Beatrix then gives a very condescending look to Silway. Is there an issue here? The only issue is that this this bear is annoying me. Well, I mean, I think we all have things that annoy us through life, but choosing kindness is really the key, don't you think? Silway is subconsciously drumming her fingers on her dagger hilt. Marcus will step up and put a hand on Beatrix's shoulder and be like, um, listen, I, I'm terribly sorry. I have no idea what's going on here. Um, I think what my friend Beatrix here is trying to say is that I think we're all in the same boat here. I think the goddess has obviously brought us all together in this place for some purpose or reason, and I would like to get to the bottom of this. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't catch, uh, catch, your, catch any of your names. Um... I'm Marcus Alexius, paladin of Lyra. Joy be with you. Roton von Bassad. I am a, a paladin of Timora. Most pleased to meet another man of faith. Oh, another holy man. Nice to meet you, my friend. Yes, indeed. Nice to meet you as well. Oh god, there's two of them. My sentiments exactly. Are you kidding? I feel like I'm looking into a <laughs> fucked up mirror right now. <laughs> two of two <laughs> fucked up mirrors. <laughs> Since my companions seem unable to answer for themselves, this, ah, uh, here, the person with all of the daggers, this is Silway. She is uh, uncomfortable with new things, but very nice when you get to know her. And, ah, uh, this here is Mist. Mist is a cat person. Tabashi, but. And that about sums him up. <laughs> Fuck you too, buddy. So are you, are you two together? She looks at um, the paladin and the sorceress. And, and are you two together? I mean... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. No, <laughs> no not, not, in, not in, that, in that way. Uh, we are together as in we are a, an adventuring uh, party of two. Uh, we've been traveling together for quite some time. Defeated many a foe in the past together. Isn't that right, Beatrix? Some, some scary, shady creatures. I've definitely saved you many a times. Um, and don't be so quick to say that. Mm, hated that. Um, we might not be together, but, you know. Mm. Yeah, my name is Beatrix, since nobody asked, but I'll go ahead and um, <laughs> say it. I'm a proud hedge witch, and it's very nice to meet all of you guys. I'm actually really excited to be here. I know we were just randomly picked up, but I do think this is the start of another adventure here. Who's excited? Very nice to meet you as well, Beatrix. Uh, the three of us are together as well. Oh, together. But not together. <laughs> together, not, like, not in that um, way. 
Oh. No, no very we're much We're definitely not. together. I think that's wonderful. I too think that's wonderful. Far be it from me to be one to judge. Ha, huh. that's funny. Why is that funny? I'm, I'm missing, um... Is that a joke? I'm, I'm still new to the humor here. I, did, I, did I miss a joke? He hasn't read the Book of Sarcasm yet, but he's on chapter one. He'll get there. Oh my god, are you two lost brothers? What? The whole sarcasm thing is new to him too. Yes, it's, it's very frustrating. You guys do emulate a similar light. You really do. I do not know why people use this sarcasm. Yes, yes, I too do not understand the ways of this sarcasm. It is so nice to meet someone else who shares my struggle. Exactly. What use does it serve? What use does it serve? Exactly. Wasted energy. Yes, yes. I like you. I agree. You should say what you mean and mean what you say. Indeed. Yes. Be careful yes. what you wish Indeed. for. Indeed. Look, you tuts. Stop picking on me. You are asking for a kick. And you are asking for one bear. Hmm. This is the weirdest fucking day I have had in a long time. <laughs> my grief does not overpower my fears. I'm telling you that right now. You're like sarcasm, perhaps? Or am I the only one, and am I just going to be ridiculously sad this whole journey? Oh no, we, we, we can sarcasm together, you and I. I think we should compare daggers, too. I really misjudged you in the first two minutes I was here, so I'm going to go ahead and rewind. Hi, I like you. <laughs> you have daggers, too. Oh, of course. What kind? As she lifts up her dress. Oh! You know, I'm not exactly sure what kind they are, but they're gold, very detailed, and ridiculously sharp. Are they, like, strapped to her thigh? Is that why she's lifting up her dress? One is strapped to her thigh, and one is in her other boot. Silly shows off her own, like, thigh. That holster, what's... Sheaths, I guess. And pulls out another a dagger of her own. It's like, this is what I found. While you're all connecting, suddenly the last member of your party turns around. And Rotan, Mist, and Silway, you see his face for the first time. He is a giant bird wearing a cloak. His beak sticks out from it. He looks over and sees Rotan and says, Oh my god, Rotan, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, I just totally broke the sound level. Sorry, so <laughs> do do I recognize this bird? You do recognize? Or do I no. not recognize? Well, I do, you recognize, do recognize this bird. bird. <laughs> are you Shing or are you Sheila? <laughs> oh no, I'm Shang. Shang the bird. <laughs> Ah, Shang, ah, I, I haven't seen you since I first first arrived on on this continent. What, what have you been up to? I have been far away, and yet so near. Ah, yes, that clarifies things. Um, <laughs> yes, everyone, this is this is Shang. Ah, ah, I, uh, and I met him. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, well, not long after I arrived here. He turns to look at you, Silway, and he says, Oh, Mara, I'm so disappointed in you. What? Honey, like, I think everybody's disappointed in you. I don't know how he does that. I don't know either. I think it's a bird thing. I definitely think it's a bird person He offers thing. nothing further. Ah, she is very good with those weapons of his. Wait, so are you disappointed in me? Or are you just quoting somebody else who is disappointed in me? If you think back to whose voice it 
is, if I'm getting it right, maybe you can contextually put it together. I, I recognize the voice. Yes, for sure. so there you go. Well, you guys definitely traded up. What are you doing here, bird person, ching thing? I was called, and I did answer. But did you come in the magic carriage like we did? Sure. <laughs> did, did you two come in the magic carriage? Ah, uh, yes, yes, a magic carriage. There was some, some lights, some crazy like light shows. Yeah, ours had popcorn. <laughs> we did have popcorn. It was very good. Oh, I love popcorn. No, it, no, guys, it was like Parmesan garlic. <laughs> Why did we not get popcorn in our carriage? We did get... I, I, I grabbed some of these uh, little uh, shiny packets that say cheese it on them. Uh, but I cannot figure <laughs> out how to get them open. <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> Just Still a hands of a knife. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> he sticks the knife right through one of the packets. <laughs> Tears it open. These little uh, orange squares fall out onto the onto the floor. Ha! Huh. While Rotan is wrestling with the packet of Cheez-Its, Mother Arcus steps forward and raises her hands. And she smiles broadly and beautifully down at you. She says... Hello, children. Oh, I'm so happy to see you again. Come, come gather, come closer. My dear Rotan, my, you have grown. And you, Mara, or should I say Silway now? I'm not even sure anymore. Oh, you're so charming. And dearest Shing, such a clever creature. And you, my little friend, I am so sorry for your loss. Thank you very much. I am glad that you have come to us, for you are called. And you, Mr. Cat. Just missed. Ah, that is so <laughs> clever. Never good souls. Does it? I mean... <laughs> I am so happy to see you here. And you, my dear, Beatrix. I feel you have a big part to play in what is to come. As do you, Marcus. Now, if you will all gather close, I will tell you why I have brought you here. One year ago, invaders from far to the east extinguished our sacred flame. It is time for us to rekindle it and rekindle the hope of all who come here. I have chosen you to return this flame. Ah, well, if you, if you wanted to set something on fire, you've come to the right place. Yes, <laughs> yes, I have heard the stories from yes, Nightfall. Yes, very heroic. But we did leave Gruber back in Fankala. So you want us to light a fire? No, I want you to steal a fire. Oh. To steal a fire. Yes. From can can you can you steal fire? Is that a what? Yes. From from where? Far to the east is the city of Sisha. I'm out. Ah, uh, you see, I uh, I have a a bit of a problem with stealing. Let me put your heart at ease. You are only taking a portion of the fire. If you light a torch in a fire and use it to light another fire have you stolen the first fire hmm 
I suppose not, but why not just use our any old torch? Because we need this to burn forever. So get a lot of wood. No, I think she means Sisha has some kind of uh, magic fire. Yes, you could say that. They have extinguished our sacred flame, and we will take from them to reignite it. Ah, so, uh, so, uh, the people we're stealing from are evil. Yes, very evil. Ah, well, that's good enough for me, then. The Sishans, they are bad, bad people. I, too, am very happy to hear this information. I was a little skeptical until that moment just now, so thank you, thank you very much. Evil people, yes, we will steal all the fire you need. And then some. Yes, I don't have any morals, so I'm good to steal whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's I I don't like I don't like stealing, but hey, if they stole from us, we steal it back. It's reclaiming. <clears throat> exactly. <clears throat> Careful. <clears throat> I'm I'm very happy to hear that you're <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm good. sorry. Did you, did you would you would you like a bucket? No, I'm good. <laughs> You're going to want to have somebody, like, put down a paper doll here, though. Um, I, I'm very, very happy to hear that you're all so eager to help out, but I, I just want to say that I don't want to start a war here. Oh, well, mm, okay, mm, what, uh, mm, okay, well, that's, that definitely puts a, uh, a wrinkle in the whole plan, doesn't it? Oh. Well, then it's a good thing the monkey doesn't come along. Yes, but that is why he is not here, just you. Yes, Rotan, I believe you had a question. Uh, yes, war between who and who? Uh, I guess a war between us and the Sishans, or maybe the Tyrans and the Sishans, or really anyone and the Sishans. I want you to break in to their sacred vault, take the fire, and escape without causing a scene. Causing a scene is kind of what we do. Do you want a third arc or, or not? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember a year ago when they sent people via a portal to extinguish our flame? I remember that, yes. We saw Sisha inside the portal. Yes. Well, we have spent the last year constructing our own portal. It will take you directly into the vault itself. Ah. So all you have to do is steal the flame and return to the portal. Efficient. And how do we get back? You will use the same portal to come back. It's it's very tidy that ah. way. I'm sorry, sister, but that doesn't sound... Mother. Uh, excuse me, mother. It doesn't sound that easy. Nothing is ever that easy. Well, no, it probably won't be, but that is why I have all of you. Hmm. Ah. Okay. So you're coming with us, then? No, no, no. 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 She's the kind to send everybody into battle and wait on the sidelines. Ah, that's not very heroic. Nope. Someone has to maintain the portal so you can return. Sure, sure. So... What is inside this vault besides the flame? Are there guards? Are there things that must be disabled? Traps, perhaps? I would assume so, yes. Hmm. All I know of it is this. I know that the flame itself is kept in 
something they refer to as the sacred furnace. The furnace is opened via two levers which must be activated at the same time. Ah. The levers do not lock, so when the levers are open, someone else must fetch the flame. Well, I've got two arms. Now, amongst you, you must decide now who will fetch the flame. I will cast a spell on that person to protect them. I can only do this twice, so I would suggest picking two of you should something happen to one of the people you designate. See what it means? I nominate the bear to touch the fire. Yeah, of course you would, dear Tuds. Of course you would. Uh, are, you, are you made you... of flammable stuff? Yeah, No, sorry, exactly. stupid question. Yeah. It sounds like a win-win. Roton's gonna look over at Marcus and say, How do you feel about running into a furnace? I do not fear fire. Nor do I. Excellent. Marky, Marky Mark. Beatrix, yes? Something to say? Um, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to volunteer, so wait a minute. Um, Marky Mark, I feel like this could be really fun for the both of us. I love chaos. <laughs> I love fire, and I love mm. um, mm-hmm. all of that. And I just think that we could really show our chops if we volunteered for something like this. And she also did say <laughs> that I would play a big part. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, I, I think, yes, yes, I, I think that is a possibility. I, I, I just, I, I'm feeling this, this strange. I can't explain it, but this, this, this bond with with you, Rotan. I, I, I can't. It's just unexplainable. I feel like we have this this connection, and I feel like that our powers combined. Yes. Versus just a little <laughs> bit of fire. I like what you're saying. I don't. Um. At all, actually. Um. <laughs> just. I've never. Honestly, people don't push me aside because I mean, well, look at me. Um. But I just... Marky Mark, we've been through so many things together, and just because you've met a new friend, you're just going to, you know, take me and throw me out the window? Are you kidding? No, 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 no. No, 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 it's not like that at all, no. Yes, you are. It's exactly what you're doing. No, no, Beatrix, no. You're very special to me, and we've been through so much together, and I would never, ever, ever... It's just... How do I put this? It's refreshing to meet someone... Who is also lawful good. Um, alright. Well... Does that make no, any sense know, at all? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Mark. Okay, Marcus. Marcus. It's gonna be Marcus now. Marky Mark's about to be retired. Ooh, Ooh I don't like that. I, I think actually, yeah. When I don't feel wanted, I won't be there at all. Go ahead. Are you sure you're two aren't a couple? You sound like a couple. Is summon popcorn a skill? <laughs> Roton opens <laughs> another bag of cheeses. <laughs> He's like shaking them out into, <laughs> into hands. Well, no, we're definitely not a couple. My love language is attention, and the only thing that Marcus knows how to give attention to is his goddess. Pretty sad. No, actually, she's the goddess of joy. It's, it's actually quite the opposite, I'm, I'm afraid. I, again, is this more sarcasm? Like, I, I, I'm not... <laughs> Would you like to know something I'm literal, still learning, Marcus? I'm sorry. You want to hear something literal right now? 
if you could literally see the fire within my whole body, you would just, you wouldn't even know what to do. It's just, <laughs> I'm going to scream. <laughs> You're going to scream. I, I, I like this girl. I like you too. <laughs> She's... I like you so much. And you I'm... tell him. I... I will tell him. I'm going to tell him big time, Teddy. Okay? Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 So, um, hmm. <laughs> yes. I, um, I didn't mean for this to be quite so mm, acrimonious. I had hoped that we would all be able to come to some sort of group consensus. But if, if you'd like, I could choose, or we could, I don't know, pick a number. I'm interested in um, who you would choose if you did have to choose. It's a trap! Wait, sorry, that should come from Shing. It's a trap! <laughs> Rotan's gonna <laughs> lean over to Marcus again and sort of like, and sort of like on the side say, Marcus, have you have you discovered a, a meta thingy, um, a metaphor? Have you do you know what these are? Metaphor, metaphor. Yes. It rings a bell. Yes, I think she just used one of those. Ah, uh, uh, we're she... talking about uh, a fire in her. Yeah, yes, yes. And I think yes. it might, if if you are keen to run into fires. I mean, I mm. want to do what's whatever's heroic, and there are clearly going to be many heroic options in here. But if you want to run into a forge fire. Then you should, and he points at at, uh, <laughs> at Beatrix when he says that. I'm so confused. There's so many well... different things. <laughs> I'm I'm usually not confused, but I'm actually I'm actually confused. She was saying Rotan has that effect on people. That there was a literal literal fire inside her, but I I don't see any fire. And this is what you call a metaphor. Yes, well, this is what other people call metaphors. I, but if I, I wanted to use a metaphor, I would say I am fire. Or if I wanted to use a simile, I would say I am like fire. I said there's literally fire in me, so I'm not comparing myself to anything. But that's okay. I've learned that a, a metaphor is basically sarcasm, but without the tone. Mm-hmm. That would explain. <laughs> that would explain. <laughs> he pulls out a notebook and starts making notes. <laughs> That's right up there with a thought with another thought's hat on it. <laughs> Without the tone. Uh, um, yes. So, um... <laughs> Mother's so right. proud of her decisions. So, <laughs> I think maybe it would be for the best if Beatrix and Marcus were the ones who retrieved the fire. I, I think I think maybe um I think maybe yes, that will cause less ripples. And that is not to say, Rotan and Marcus, that you two couldn't also do something equally special. But I, I think that maybe that <laughs> that may be the way to go, I think. And and yes, that that would be my choice. Well I am I will defer to you. I will defer to your choice. Yes, this is acceptable to me. Acceptable. I'm feeling quite emotionally vulnerable right now, but um, I will. 
uh, accept this task, even though it's alongside mm. him. My dear, you will, you will learn in time that sometimes, even in our most painful and darkest moments, that those who do care about us come through when we least expect it. Well, I'll hold my door open for that. Yes, if you will all just make a little bit of a line in front of me, that would be... It doesn't have to be anything fancy like tallest to shortest or oldest to youngest to boy girl, boy girl. Just just a line would be would be delightful. You stay on your end of the line, bird. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, chief. <laughs> and, and Mike has created the character that is antithetical to his. <laughs> <laughs> you assemble in a line and Mother Arcus comes down and steps in front of each of you and she has in her hand a small box and she opens the box and she hands to each of you a ring. The ring is of four skulls, three of which point downwards and one points upwards at the other skulls. You've seen the symbol before on many of the Silver Sisters walking around the village. What is this? Well, hold on, I'm getting there. As she hands each of you the ring, she says, May this protect you on your journey, and may the light be with you always. Each one of you discover when or if you slip the ring on your finger that it fits perfectly. Uh, excuse me, Mother. Um, I have no fingers. What? How am I going to wear it? <laughs> For the bear, it is a bracelet. Thank you. Quick thinking by the DM. <laughs> Each of you marked down on your character sheet a ring of fire resistance. Ooh. Shiny. Ooh. She beckons Marcus and Beatrix to come close to her. Yeah. As the two of you do so, she begins to cast the spell. She finishes once again with... May the light be with you, always. And as she completes the spell, you feel warmth inside of you. And you feel fantastic, as if this is the best day of your life. Rotan knows what this feels like. Oh. As the Shing. Silway does not. Mm, I feel wonderful. For the rest of this adventure, both of you are immune to fire and fall under a bless spell. Awesome. As I look that up to remind me what it does. Does the bless spell also apply to us? No. <laughs> the bless spell is 1d4 to all your attacks and saves. Oh, that's wonderful. You, everyone else does have fire resistance, and there is no attuning necessary, Rotan. <laughs> cool. It just works. <laughs> Since he still doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll add it to the magic items that I don't know how to use. <laughs> some of them work, some of them don't. After you receive your gifts and your blessings, Mother Arcus leads you from the monastery down the stairs and across the courtyard. As you go, the pilgrims who have assembled before the cold and dark 
flame monument some other good word here pyre? i don't know i think it's a pyre even if it's not lit pyre yeah th i think that would work the cold and dark pyre turn to face you they watch you go they watch you walk across the courtyard and all of them mumble a prayer in your direction mother arcus leads you down the street to the first farmhouse on the right a place familiar to Shing and Rotan and Silway. Mm. She opens the door, and inside, the interior of the farmhouse has been refurbished. No longer is it a husk of a building, but it is almost a stone chapel with a stone staircase leading down into the earth. She leads you down the stairs, down a corridor, past several branching corridors to a large triangular room, the center of which is a brazier, which is cold and empty, as if it has not been lit in a very long time. Beyond the brazier, you see a shimmering portal, and through the haze of the portal, you can barely make out what appears to be a gilded stone hallway on the other side. Well, children, we have arrived. This is the portal through which you will journey. I know little of what lurks on the other side, but I have faith in all of you. The light is with you, and I know you will return with the flame. I thought I would never go back to Sisha. Rotan draws his hammers and looks at his companions. Forward ho! They have an entire order full of paladins, and they're sending us, randos, into Sisha. They're either really desperate, or we're really screwed. Forward, ho! Sure, let's do this. They needed fodder. Excuse me, before we go late, into Rotan's the portal, gone. I would just like to say one thing. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> okay, well, he, he can heal it later. This is, this is the show way. I'm so sorry about my attitude towards you earlier. It, it, it was my grief, and I apologize completely. I'm not normally like that. I'm really a very nice little bear. It's just Sanderson meant a lot to me, and I, I, I apologize for everything and anything I may have said to you earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we're going into that big hole over there, and I don't have a good feeling about this. I don't know how to respond. So we need to watch each other's back. Okay, I, watching backs I can do. Okay, thanks. She looks skeptical at the bear. <laughs> that was a beautiful apology. Wow. That takes a lot. It takes a big heart. Unlike Thank you. my former companion had. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, tally-ho, I suppose. Man, it got dark in here. <laughs> Marcus doesn't hear. He just draws his longsword and, and goes after Rotan. He says, Onward! And goes through the portal. <laughs> Speaking of watching backs, we should probably watch those two's backs. <laughs> and Silway goes forward too. Beatrix skips into the parter. Here we go! And Little Bear skips after her. That leaves Mist and the goddamn bird outside the <laughs> portal. <laughs> Mist glares at Shing for a moment and just says, 
weirdest fucking day and goes on through. I was gonna say, if you if you never want to meet this character again, Miss, now's the time to do it. <laughs> Are you kidding? I love Shing. I'm I'm I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to make him work in an audio medium as well, at least at first. So I I, I love him. I I'm just I'm delighted that but I just I know Mist would hate him, so because he's a bird. Giant bird, giant cat. Unseen to all of you, Shing turns to Mother Arcus and says, Well, here goes nothing, and jumps through the portal. Rotan and Marcus, you two find yourselves in there before the others. You find yourselves in an ornate cloak room. Or that's what you're guessing it is. All of the walls are gilded. They're stone with gold running in ornate patterns in every direction, including the floor and the ceiling. The room you find yourselves in, along one side is a rack of robes, white robes with intricate beading at the waist and at the edges of the sleeves. Below the robes, lined up in perfect order, are boots. There are benches along the other wall, and there is a cistern, which seems to be full with water. The strangest thing about the place you find yourselves in is that there is no torchlight, nor is there any magic light. But along the ceiling, in an obsidian glass pipe, it almost seems like there's liquid fire moving through it, illuminating the entire room in an eerie green glow. Oh, I've heard of this stuff. We could never figure out how to make it work in here. It was a station secret. What? The light pipe? So he just inspects it curiously. Yes, the fire pipe. Strange magic. I've never seen anything like it. Trippy. I think they called it neon. 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 Nope. I don't know what that means. So, <laughs> maybe we don't have to go to the forge. Maybe we just smash that pipe and take some of the fire and, uh, and, and pop back through. Ah, uh, it doesn't sound very heroic, though, does it? Hmm. No. No, probably not. Probably wouldn't need a whole party for that. Yes. No, I don't know, Rotan. That would probably just kind of bring the whole world down on us. We don't want that. Rule of thumb, if you don't know what the magic is, don't mess with it. So, I think we maybe shouldn't smash it. Messing with it is how you find out what it is. I've never run into problems before. No, listen, listen to the magic user. Listen to the magic user. I mean, here's the thing. Um, if you want to mess with it, you go ahead. But uh, I'll be watching from the corner. Quickest way sure. to the other side of a wall is through the wall. Mm. Let's not destroy our light source. I love being me. <laughs> How many of them are there? There are five robes, and then there are five empty pegs. We gonna Scooby-Doo this shit? <laughs> I mean, Mist taps his hat and is suddenly wearing one of these robes. Well, there's also not one in my size, so I'm going to have to ah, share with Bear, someone. What if, what if you were to sit on my shoulders, and then and then we could uh, put the cowl of the hood up where your head is, and then you could tell me where to go. Or maybe... Or maybe I can make a little hole and sure, see, I can do that. see where I'm going. I don't know. Uh, 
Should we should we give this a try? From everything that I've heard so far, I think I'm the more um, logical of the two of us. So yeah, I think that would work best. And you guys might even be able to sneak into an R-rated play with that. An R-rated play. <laughs> I can't. I'm a little bit. I, I don't like those kind of plays. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I guess, what we spend our minute doing. <laughs> okay, okay, but are, are you going to help me up on your shoulders, or do, you, oh, or do no. I have to try to climb, no. climb no, the, no. Wolf, oh. the wolf on my shoulder? Do you mind if I pick you up? No, I don't mind as long as you're gentle. You're very soft. Yeah. There you go. Is that comfortable? Excellent. Thank you. If, if for whatever reason you do a sudden movement, I may have to pull hard to hold on to just, just ah, realize the end, okay? Never fear, my Ursin companion. He knows the word Ursine? <laughs> Weirdest day! The bear is on top of Rotan's shoulders. Mist has transformed his cloak or his armor to look like one of the robes. What are the rest of y'all doing? I'll grab a robe, too. Yeah, I think okay. Marcus will follow suit. Beatrix grabs the robe, puts it on, takes a rope out of her bag to kind of cinch the waist, and then takes her dagger and cuts up a slit. Proudly. Ooh, okay. good idea. Fashion first. <laughs> so it does the same. <laughs> Shing looks at all of you and looks at the remaining robe and just shakes his head and says, I think you're all nuts. Bet you wish he had a magic hat now, don't you? <laughs> Sorry. That was a stupid meta joke. Why, Ayana? It's funny because you designed the hat for Shang. I did. I really did. Um, Sorry. Don't mind me. I'm drunk. Not really. He grabs the remaining robe and he puts it on and he pulls the hood up top over his head but his beak still sticks out of the cowl, so it doesn't really look like it's doing <laughs> anything. It's like a plague mask. Exactly. You could cut that off. Yeah, I could cut you off. What will be the party order? Meat shields? I picture our two paladins constantly jockeying for first place in the, in the order. Getting stuck in doorways and shit. <laughs> yeah. Rotan is first. Come, Berton will lead the way. <laughs> Berton first, uh, then Marcus? Sure. Who's going next? I will go next, but at some point I push Marcus out of the way, and I take his spot. Thus, he is now third. <laughs> Just so you know, this always happens, by the way, in any of the games. I always step in front of him. It, there never a day goes by that Beatrix does not push him out of the way and step in front of him. So I feel it's only right for her to do it. Again. Yep, yep. He lets you go, and he's like, he's. I, I, I think I. You think I'd learn by now? You think I'd know how this goes? <laughs> Every time. Lawful good. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Who's next, Silway or Mist? I think Silway will make a point of standing between Mist and the bird, just for safety's sake. Good. So Mist, then Silway, then Bird. Get okay, Bird last. I'm being a shit to my own character. I don't know why that is. Oh, wait, because I'm playing the cat, right? Yeah, I was to say, you're not playing the bird at the moment. Because then I'm sure you would pick on the cat. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably for the best. I would definitely be, like, role-playing with myself, and that's... That, that's it. Welcome to my world. Anyway, you begin your walking down the corridor. It's an immaculately clean corridor. No dust, no cobwebs, no crumbling stone. Just the shining, gilded 
patterns which crisscrossed the walls, the floor, and the ceiling. Beatrix, Rotan, and Little Bear, I would like you to give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh man, I forgot we roll dice in this game. <laughs> yeah, we do. Everyone gets plus four to this, just FYI, from me. Paladin Aura. Unless Marcus is more charismatic than I am, in which case he probably... I don't think I have an aura, just because uh. I'm a... On the Oath of Glory. You're walking down the hall, and you arrive at a spot about halfway down the hallway. And Uh-oh. suddenly, Rotan, you stop moving. Oh, jeez. Beatrix, you keep walking, like, right past it. Oh, dear. But, Rotan, you find that you cannot move. Little Bear, you can move. Oh, gosh. What's, what's wrong? You can't talk either, Rotan. <laughs> pow, pow, what's wrong, pow? Hey! Mm. Oh boy, this isn't good. Help, somebody, help! What's wrong? What's going on? He he can't move or talk. Rotan uh, can't talk? No! I know! So what's the problem? He just I don't know! Stopped. He just stopped! <laughs> to the Tin Man, does anybody have any oil? I do, actually. Perhaps she takes out her oil and tries to oil his elbows and things. More just for her, more just for her own uh, engine, but who knows if it works. Alas, that does not bring him to life. I think Sylvia's gonna like shove him in the back to see if like he can move forward. How hard do you shove him? I think she's gonna like shoulder him, like she's gonna like knock a door over. Give me a strength check. Err, uh, six. <laughs> you give it a good heave and chuck your shoulder into him but he does not budge. Hmm. So he's very stuck. Very stuck. Very... Yes. Is this magic? <laughs> this feels like magic. Interesting. Uh, Rotom. Yeah, it's probably Blink. magic. Blink if you can mm-hmm. hear me. Mm-hmm. I'll take that as a yes. Um, is there any way I can like do something to, to see what's afflicting him? Could try an arcana check. Anybody who's... Wants to can try an arcana. Yeah, Missy's gonna get in on that too. Oh, natural two. Thirteen. I'm not familiar with this magic. I'm afraid I don't. Afraid I can't help you, my friend. Miss, do you believe he is under the influence of some sort of spell? It's quite the insight you got there. <laughs> you don't say. Well, I will even go so far as to say you believe it is an enchantment spell. Yeah suppose I have any notions of how to get rid of this without burning a spell slot of my own. What's the hold up here? Just dispel it. Come you on. really don't understand how my magic works. <laughs> I cast a spell magic. You cast the spell magic Whoa. and Rotan, you just start walking again. <laughs> oh, thank you. Woo! There we go. Welcome back. <laughs> magic oil. Why do I feel so greasy all of a sudden? Yeah, you say that. I uh, lost control <laughs> of my faculties for a moment there. Uh, more accurately, something else took control of them, but tomato, tomato, really. Well, I seem to be free now. Oily. That would be me, but... Um, um I check for traps. <laughs> hmm. That is a 16. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> huh. Very curious. You're fairly certain there are no traps. Well, I don't think that was a trap, 
but I don't know what happened there. If it was a trap, I would have totally seen it. And That's you. true. So he knew it wasn't a trap. Yes, because Silway was totally looking for traps. She's always looking for Silway's traps. Silway's always. always looking yeah, for traps. See, and she didn't yeah, see you, a trap. You kind of <laughs> have to say. But yeah, she is still yet to find one. Someday. Someday. So should, should we go forward? Yes, I suppose we should proceed. Yes, let us proceed. Perhaps with more caution, since this is a trapped area, apparently. Or, no, no, not trapped. I'm going to say warded. Warded makes more sense and saves my ego. That is a good idea, Silway. Maybe you should go first, because you you are our trap expert. Second that, I think you should also go first, because if you see every single trap that there's ever been in the world, then we'll be super safe. Right? Yes. <laughs> Well. I cannot find any flaw in this logic as much as I'm trying. <laughs> I suppose I should go first then. Okay, so Silway is now going first? Yes, and checking for traps. And checking and for traps. Just remember, Silway, you do have ways of detecting magical wards. So, you know, don't forget about that. Oh, right, I have magic. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Probably got more levels in Sorcerer than you have in Rogue, but at this point, so. All right, then she casts Detect Magic on her, you know, however she subconsciously does this. This shames her into using her. You proceed down the corridor, cautiously, searching for traps, wary of any sort of magical wards, find it difficult to actually discern anything unusual given the chaotic nature of the gilded patterns in the walls and the floor. After another 50 feet, the room in front of you begins to open up, and you see in front of you an octagonal room, in the center of which is what can only be described as an immense obsidian glass furnace. Those fire pipes lead from the top of it in branching directions, heading down the corridor you came from, heading down other corridors that branch off of this room. There are two columns opposite this furnace. On either one of them, you see a lever, but that's not where your eyes find themselves. Despite the mystery, the majesty of the furnace, of the liquid fire, of everything else, your eyes fall upon a large stone throne sitting before the furnace. And seated in this throne is an enormous creature with red skin and horns. Laying across his lap is a golden scimitar, and he stares forward with burning eyes. Oh crap, it's a demon. I don't need an arcana check to know this. <laughs> <laughs> she says out loud, hoping to trigger Rotan. It's what demonic presence is this? Beatrix maybe steps forward and says, I understand that uh, you probably do not want to give us any goodwill or have good intentions, but your aesthetic is on point, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the way uh, you look. Beatrix! 
Beatrix. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I'm afraid I must advise against this. No. Wait. Listen. No. Her passionate rejoinder. It sure does. I just wanted to have a little bit of a moment, and I always like to compliment what I see fit to compliment. Even if it's gonna kill me, you might as well know that I appreciate what they've done with themselves, okay? You know, kiss my poison apple. You kidding me? Hmm. Are you still talking to the demon? Or are you still talking? <laughs> are you still talking in general? Wait! <laughs> <laughs> the creature does not move. The creature continues to stare forward <laughs> as if it didn't hear you, maybe didn't understand you, or possibly didn't care what you had to say. So rude. That's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> it really is. I'm so freaking offended right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alright. Well, the good news is there are no traps in this room. Uh, just so you all know. Is it, is it staring at us, or is it staring just, like, straight ahead? Straight, straight ahead. ahead. At the furnace. No, the furnace is to its back. Okay. Oh. oh. So it is almost silhouetted by the eerie green glow of the mm. furnace. Oh, this is an interesting hitch in the plan. Mother Arcus had nothing about a demon guarding the flame. Did she? She, she did not. I don't recall oh. a demon being mentioned. So, so we're we're pretty much just like foregoing the whole trying to even look like we belong here bit with the robes at this point. Yes, it's not too late. I mean, I, although this thing doesn't seem to be listening, so Mist kind of waves his hand <laughs> over, you know, kind of in its general sight path. I would like every one of you to give me a perception check. Every one, eh? I'm good at that. Ugh, oh, terrible. I actually, I'm good at that. Thirteen. Fifteen. 21. For uh, 18. I fail to perceive the trap that's surely in front of us. Everybody except the bear. Those button eyes. And Marcus hear what sounds like chanting coming from one of the other corridors. And it sounds as if it's getting louder. <laughs> Is anybody else hearing what I'm hearing? Or what? No, I hear nothing. This sounds familiar. The last time we had people in red robes chanting, it did not end well. Red robes? Well, they might be wearing white robes, so don't worry about it. It's a totally different situation then. <laughs> what is everyone talking about? Yes, I hear nothing. Uh, Silway committing an Aristea. That, uh, there's someone coming, or some people's coming. Uh-oh. Uh. Hmm. Maybe we should grab the fire and run quickly. Rotan, do you hear this? Yes, I do. It sounds sufficiently evil. Ooh. Lovely. Evil is no good. No good. <laughs> oh my god. Go for it. Okay. There you go. There we go. There we go. The player's name, oh. of course. I mean, it beats me over the head constantly in this game anyway, so I guess it should be the monster manual in that case. But Okay, so there's a Rottweiler on the lawn, but it's not moving. So should we go onto the lawn? Well, I'm afraid that uh, I must agree with uh, uh, Mist here, is that I think if we go and approach this furnace, I think we might awaken our, our, our terrifying friend. 
Well, we have something coming from both ways, though. We have our friend, who we haven't even asked his name yet, um, and whoever he's, <laughs> this this crazy off-brand Gregorian chant. So either way, uh, we're not doing so hot. So I think we should make some sort of decision. Uh, either weapon up or um, try to talk to uh, this guy over here. I agree. The longer we talk, the closer they get. And Silly walks up to one of the levers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah. See, I was going to try to bullshit our way in with the chanting people, but sure, we can commit suicide too. That's fine. Well, if you two are pulling the levers, then I will go talk to the chanting people. Yeah, no. Oh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. No, no. No, Roton. That's a good idea. No, no. No? Mm-mm. Ah, well no. then, maybe, Bear, we, I'm should, with fight. we should fight this, this, uh, this demon. I'm with Zoe. I think we should uh, do what we gotta do and get out. The bear sounds smart for once. Let's, let's pull the levers and get the fire and go. Alright! Pull the levers! Alright. This might be the dumbest move ever. <laughs> so Zoe's going for one of them. I can go for the other one, I guess? Uh, Marks, Marcus, so are we, like, which one of us is uh, going in first? I think this is our moment. Perhaps we should do it together. Uh, ew. I don't want to do that. Um, I think you. I think if one of us okay. is going to go in there, <laughs> I think it should be you. <laughs> All right. I fear no obsidian fire. Good. I welcome such a challenge. Fabulous. But stay close to me, just in case. No. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> pip-pip, cheerio. <laughs> Rotan and Silway are going for the levers. The bear is on Rotan. Marcus and Beatrix are heading towards the furnace. Mist, what are you doing? I am going to big old broken staff. I mean, OP staff. And uh, I think I want spike growth on the floor right in front of... Oh, nope, that's a concentration spell. Never mind, I don't want to do that. Um... Because if I do that, then I can't use Hex later. Eh, that's nah, worth it. I'm going to go ahead and, for now, throw down uh, Spike Growth on a patch of the floor right in front of uh, the uh, chair dude. Uh, so that when he steps stands up, he basically has to walk on Legos. Are you going to leave any room on the sides so that Marcus and Beatrix can pass? Oh, is it... Would, it, would that... If, if doing that would obscure their pathway, then... I do want to leave room for them to get around. Probably can. You probably will have to do it a little bit off-center. So you could leave one side open. Marcus and Beatrix, you approach the furnace. As you get closer, the figure in the throne has not moved. You're within about five feet of him now. There is maybe a gap of two or three feet between the back of the throne and the furnace. As you look at the furnace, you notice that the side which faces the chair seems to be its own panel, as if that probably is what opens. Are we all ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Silly has her hand on the lever, just ready to pull. We're ready? Right, Bear? We're ready. We, yes, yes, yes. All right, then I guess uh, on the count of three, we pull the levers, and I reach in and I grab. All right. 
Here we go. One. Okay. Two. Three. Pull. Pull. Rotan and Silway, as you pull the levers, suddenly the pipes overhead go dark. (laughs) Crap. You can still see from the fire in the furnace, but it has ceased traveling overhead. The figure in the chair stands up. Oh, that's not good. Mm -hmm. The door in the front of the furnace opens inward. Strangest of all, everybody but Rotan begins to float off the ground. (laughs) What? (laughs) So much for that plan. As if gravity... So, so, uh, little bear is also floating (laughs) off my shoulders. So she's like taking the cloak. Yes, he is starting to rise. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! Yes. Little bear, what what are you doing? Uh, I I grab one of little bear's legs. (laughs) Oh, oh, thank you. Oh. Um, can I can I try and grab onto something to to? stop my ascent? You can't. Okay. What do you want to try to grab onto? There is the throne in front of you, and there is the furnace. Ah, uh, the, the furnace. Like, yeah. Okay, give me a athletics or acrobatics check, whichever is... Come on, Marcus. Come on. <laughs> uh, 15. You are able to grab on. Grab on! Beatrix, what are you going to do? Like to try to grab on to the, um, throne. Athletics or acrobatics, whichever is higher. 20. (laughs) You are able to grab on. Silway, what are you doing? Well, she's holding the lever to pull it down, so I'm going to make the argument that she's already holding onto it, and when she starts to float, she just grips harder. So she's still holding it. As you grip harder, (laughs) the lever begins to rise with you. The lever rises with me? Like it's going up in its mechanism, or it's like detached from the wall now? No, it's like going up in its mechanism. (laughs) Dang it. All right, then she will let go. You will let go of it? (laughs) Yes. You let go of the lever, and as you do so, the furnace door slams shut. (laughs) Then she flails and tries to grab it again. no. All of you begin to fall back to earth. Oh, Marcus, give me a dexterity check to make sure you get your fingers out of the way. Come on, Marcus. Uh, Natural three. (laughs) You pull back, but you can't quite get your hand out of the way. If you lay on hands while your hands are being crushed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it pinches pinches your hand for four points of damage. Which I guess is more of a pinch than... uh, yeah. Than a in a, a, a major owie. Well, it means it caught like your four fingers, but not your thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As this happens, the creature begins to growl and raises its scimitar and steps forward towards you, Rotan. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. So it steps into the spiky bit. It does step into the spiky bits, and I want everybody Excellent. to roll for initiative. Ooh, so it go. steps into the... For every five feet it travels through spiky bits, it takes 2d4 damage, just so we're clear. All right, fair enough. I think I'm rolling the wrong die. 12 initiative. Yeah, that's an 18. You're rolling high? This is very out of character. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm a 10, which is out of character for me, because I do roll high. <laughs> you do. I got a 5. I got a 9. 
Alright, and missed. 21. 21. Oh, wow, look at that. So missed is first. Missed, then Rotan, Silway, then Beatrix, then Marcus, then the bear. It's gonna be a long combat. <laughs> well, the creature only has five hit points, so. Yeah, yeah, that's it, I'm sure. It, stu- it stood up and died <laughs> from the spikes. <laughs> Missed. You go first. Uh, so am I floating or am I back on the ground? You're back on the ground. Great. Then keeping the spikes up, I'm going to... Gosh. I guess my best option is Eldritch Blast. Shocking. Right? Um, ugh, that's ugly. Does a 14 hit... No, it does not. Does a 20 hit? Yes. All right. Then that is 12 force damage. And that brings us to Roton. What do you think, little bear? I don't know. This I, I have no idea what to do. Do you have a weapon? Oh, weapons. I <laughs> might. <laughs> Hold on. I, I <laughs> Wait, is that all in character? <laughs> <laughs> this stuffed bear just starts laughing maniacally. <laughs> you have you have your bat. Mike, it's a club, thank you very much. Do these levers come all the way down? So so Yes. Okay. My my reach is uh, is is five feet. <laughs> and there's no handle on them or anything like that? It's just like a rod there's a handle. No, the levers do not have a hand. I mean, it's just like a, a rod. Okay. <laughs> well, Rotan's going to turn and, and attack this thing. <laughs> Come on, Baton. I, I, I don't know if this would dissuade Rotan, but you do have about 20 feet of spike growth between you and it. That would dissuade Rotan. Uh, hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I'll hold my action so it is its attack. It is going to walk across the stone spikes. It takes about three big strides. It takes damage, but it is going to attack Rotan. Ah, excellent. I will no longer hold my action then. This is the moment I was waiting for. <laughs> and it's going to swing at Rotan with its okay. scimitar. Golden scimitar? Golden scimitar. Yeah, because gold's pretty soft. It's not really going to be able to hold an edge. It might get one or two good whacks in, but then it'll be dull. <laughs> I swear to God. When you, <laughs> when you said the, the room was made of stone, Diana, yeah. what, uh, what, what kind of stone are we talking about here? <laughs> this one I can answer. It is sandstone. Oh, what kind of sandstone? Is there, is there cross-bedding? <laughs> well, that much I don't or, know. Uh, <laughs> Is there hummocky stratification? For the benefit of our newbies, <laughs> these two are geologists. That's the inside joke. <laughs> I've heard. As the creature is about to swing his scimitar, flames engulf the scimitar. Oh, cool. All right. And he swings. And you're able to duck the first one, but he catches you on the second pass. Oh, it comes back. Cool. All right. Ah, the fire resistance. Yes. You take 15 slashing damage and 3 fire damage. Cool. And that brings us to Silway. Actually, can I can I attack it? Oh yeah, if you want yeah. to use your action now, sure. I do. This is I was waiting for him to come to me. Or it or whatever 
I don't, I don't really care how this demon identifies, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, 23 to hit. That will hit. Uh, that's gonna be 14 damage. Okay. I think. Uh, 24 to hit. That will also hit. 4 points of damage. And okay. then, uh, 25 to hit. And I will smite this time. Okay. Is this thing evil? Yes. Okay, good. Just checking. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, never, <laughs> never hurts to check. 24. Wow. You go, Rolotov. Wow. You go, bear. Okay, that brings us to Silway. Uh, Silway's going to pull the lever again. You pull the lever. Anything happens? No. She curses under her breath and lets go of the lever and then casts Shadow Blade. Then that brings us to Beatrix. Can this creature be charmed? So I didn't catch your name. <laughs> hey, tall, dark, and If this lady just becomes our friend and then adventure's over. <laughs> I, yes, it, it could be. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll say this, Rachel. You can try. Like, I mean, I think it would be hard regardless just because of uh, this thing's saving throws and stuff, but yeah, I'll, you can give it a shot if you'd like. Oh, really? Now everything has just been changed. Okay. Uh... <laughs> the rules be more like guidelines anyway than actual <laughs> rules. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Pulpit. that movie like two days okay. ago. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I I go for like winner winner tofu dinner, so I'm not really gonna do that because I know I'm, I'm probably not gonna do anything. Okay, so I'm gonna do a magic missile. I would like to first acknowledge this demon and say we could have had a lot of great conversations. Um, we could have had a moment together, but instead you choose to completely, completely ignore my humanity. So with that being said, the first missile goes between um, their eyes. The second missile goes to their heart. The third missile goes to a lower place that I'm not sure I can say on this podcast, but use your imagination. I don't know if they have something there, but if they do, it'll hurt. That sounds great. <laughs> I need you to roll damage. So it is going to be 1d4 plus 4 per missile. Demon must have stepped in front of her. First is um, 6. Alright, 6 to the head. 6 again. 6 to the heart. Uh, yes, yeah, 6 to the head, 6 to the heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eight to the nether region. <laughs> nice. I was I was actually really hoping it would be six six six. Oh, oh I'll be iconic. honest. That would have been great. I would have been very iconic. Well, then maybe it would have yeah. blown up. Twice as powerful. Work out. <laughs> Work out more powerful. And that brings us to Marcus. So let me ask you this. Is my hand stuck in the thing? No, 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 no. It, oh, okay. it, it's free. It was like a pinch. It was a pinch, okay. exactly. Okay, cool. In that case, I will see this guy going up to attack Rotan. And is there any spiked growth between me and it? There is, but Mist left a path around the edge. So you could get around the edge and attack. I will rush up to it with my long sword and take a nice swingity swing. 16 to hit? That will miss. 
Ah, okay. Whew. Okay. It's my sword hand. My sword hand. Yeah, you're you're. It's stinging a bit still from the furnace incident. Where where is this monster? It's right in front of you. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So within how many feet of it is it of us? You're within melee range. You can attack. Does she uh, get advantage because she has high ground? Uh, no, because it's still taller than the two of okay. you. Can't blame a person for trying. So I will attack using my great club. He likes to swing his, his club. Eleven. Okay, he does a flying attack off of the top rope that is Rotan, but unfortunately he misses on the way down. Ow! Ooh. Eat that hurt. Oh, gosh. Oh. I have this image of this bear running around kneecapping people. <laughs> well, he did that in the episode. He did yeah. kneecap somebody yeah. in the... Uh... Dragging a club that's like twice as long as it is, like Pyramid Head with its <laughs> cleaver sword thing. Missed. It is your attack. Uh, I mean, yeah. Hey, uh, meat shields. You, you, you good with the spikes? You want those to go away? Well, now that we're engaged with him, I... Uh... Unless we can lure him somewhere. I don't know if I... What do you think? I think I'm stuck here for a while. Yes. I think we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it did <laughs> Oh, wait. It def actually did... I'm pretty sure it did some good, but... Uh, not a problem. And I'm going to release my concentration on that silly spell so that I can use my bonus action to hex the demon. I don't know. It's big and clumsy. I'm going to have it suck at dex. Why not? And then... Well, what else does a warlock do? Eldritch Blast! Eldritch Blast. Uh, a 22 and a 28 will both hit? Yes, they will both hit. I don't do many things, but what I do, I do very well. <laughs> 19 force damage and 8 necrotic damage coming at this thing. That's that good warlock shit. That Come brings on, us you can to do it. You can get him. I am going to make this enemy my favorite enemy, because demons are Rotan's favorite enemy. Not a demon. Which is good, because that was not a good roll. Oh, that's even worse. Uh, how's, how's an eight for you? Uh, that is not going to do no? it. No? Okay. Um, well, no. I will attack again. How's a 17? That will hit. Ah, good. I will smite. Uh, not so hot that time. Uh, 17 points of damage. Eh, not bad. That's that's decent. It's pretty good. So it is its attack, and it looks down at you, Rotan, and it smiles wickedly. Ah. And it raises its hands in front of it, and fire appears in the palm of each of them. Oh. He cocks his smile, turns, and throws one ball of fire at Mist, and then spins the other way and hurls another one at Beatrix. <laughs> Ooh, it's a smart demon. Can't we just catch that fire? Mist, the ball of fire hits you square. <laughs> you dick. Ten points of damage. Beatrix, it explodes into the furnace next to you. You can feel the flash of the heat but you are unscathed. 
Okay, first, ow. Second, 311. Woohoo! Just cleared it. My hex stays up. So wait, is your attack. So when Beatrix hit it in the crotchal area, did it react in any way? I mean, it was hurt, yes. Like, noticeably more <laughs> from that um, missile than the well, other two? Well, for the sake of pure damage, yes. <laughs> because it was two points more. Were those two extra points of damage delivered in any particular way? I'm just saying. Someone's going to fling the Shadow Blade directly at the same area. Natural 20. Oh. <laughs> Ow. All right, and it's a sneak attack because the thing is near oh, people. Oh, my God. She's stabbing you in the <laughs> demon balls. Yeah. 14 plus... 7 is 21, plus 6, 27, plus 4 is 31 wow. damage wow. to this thing's crotch. Jeez. It, 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 it's hurting after that one. And then as her bonus action, she will snap her fingers and the blade comes back into her hand and she smirks evilly. Wicked. That's really cool. Goddamn. And that's the turn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Beatrix, it is your turn. Beatrix... Laugh ferociously when that fire ball, I suppose, straight past her into the furnace and said, you know, little do you know that fire doesn't actually do anything to me right now, but honestly, good try. I would like to cast a message to this demon we know nothing about because they don't want to tell us anything. And I would like to ask, one, are you going to be able to walk ever again? Probably not. Um, two, um, you know, what are the basics? Who are you? Like, what do you want? What are you guarding? But the first question, the most important. You message this to this creature, and it turns slowly looking over its shoulder at you. And you hear in your mind, you will die. Yummy. Everybody in the room, the demon just told me that we're all going to die. But, so one, beware of that. Um, two, just, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what they want. They just want to kill us, so. I kind of got that vibe! He's <laughs> just batting um... out little flames on his cloak. Yeah, no shit! <laughs> Well, I took the initiative to try and have a conversation, so, you know, okay, everybody. Beatrix. I'm not mad at you, I'm just on fucking fire. Okay, well, um, <laughs> well, teach well, Language, please. I oh. appreciate the warning, thank you, Beatrix. See, this is what, God, we're gonna have such a good friendship after this. God, okay. We are besties right now. God, be a best for lawyers. <laughs> Okay, not to interrupt this touching moment, but... <laughs> Marcus, it is your turn. Okay. Marcus, recovering from last time, flexes his sword hand and kind of like shake it out a little bit. And be like, ah, let's try this again. And he'll kind of take another, uh, grip the sword tightly, take another swing down. The exact same thing, oh, 16. So close. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh, man, you can't get it. The, the furnace door fucked him. Like, he's just not the same. <laughs> All right, uh, bear. Jeez. <sighs> oh, okay. Walter? Yes. Hey, yes. Can 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 you 
can you help me back up, please? Uh, thank you. Because I've been down here for a little while and you've just kind of ignored me, you know. Up, up, please. <laughs> just, just climb. Puppies, bear just climb. Puppies. My hands are full. <laughs> I mean, I can climb, but I, I, I would... Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, 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 so, up, 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 he climbs, up, he climbs, up, he climbs. Oh, that, that's my eye. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I had to climb. I have to get up here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to attack it with my my my. <laughs> okay. <laughs> eleven. Ah, uh, alas, the bear misses again. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez, here I go again. Oh, I gotta stop doing that. Oh, ouch! That that hurt. That hurt a lot. Okay. Oh, uh, wow. missed. Back to you. Mist looks around for a moment. Hey, where the hell's the bird? Oh yeah, I forgot about the bird. <laughs> oh yeah. I ate him, didn't I? Oh my god. <laughs> There's just a puff of feathers where the Where's bird used the to bird? be. Where's the bird? He's All just right, gone. Let, let Did us, anybody see out. him go through the portal? <laughs> I didn't. This is the danger of bringing the bird in when, you know, like without anybody to play him. So I will give the bird an attack. Out of the darkness of one of the corridors, the bird steps forward with his rapier in hand and slashes at the creature. And he hits him and carves out a section of his ankle, doing 14 points of damage. You see that the creature is favoring one leg. Now we'll bring it to miss. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Bread and butter. Uh, here Do your blast, come on. Yep, yep, here, here, here it comes. Well, good news and bad news. Uh, good news is that one of these dice is a, is a natural 19, which plus 9 is... Are you going to hit me again? The bad news is that the other die... The other die is a natural 1. Alright, so... I'm going to start keeping uh, track of how much damage I take from my friends in this, in this campaign. <laughs> Mist, I'd like you to roll damage on both of those, please. Yep. Uh, so for the one that hits, that is uh, 15 force and 4 necrotic. All right, and for the other one? 8 force. Mist, you turn, you fire off your two Eldritch bolts. Ha-ha! And <laughs> <laughs> the first one catches him square in the chest, and it's enough damage to kill him. Hey. Oh, I wanted the killing glove. <laughs> Mist, you fire off your twin Eldridge bolts. When the killing blow hits him, he explodes into a puff of smoke, and the room smells of cinder and sulfur. And then the second bolt flies through the smoke and catches Shing in the chest. Oh, eh, he's fine. <laughs> Bird lets out a very angry caw. <laughs> and glares at you. Oops. Them is fighting words. I'm sorry. Oops. <laughs> so congrats, you have killed the not-a-demon. Not-a-demon? Uh, no, it was, it was not a demon. It looked like a demon. It was definitely a demon. It's it, not, it's, but... I'm gonna say it's a demon. Good enough for paladin <laughs> work. <laughs> Smells like burnt popcorn. I'll make that yeah, work. Yeah, burnt popcorn. Somebody cooking fish in the office, that kind of thing. Well, that was a bracing encounter. 
Yes, yes. Well done, everyone. I'm, I'm sorry that I couldn't have been more useful. I just that 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 damn that that, that, that furnace oh, door, really, oh. really sorry. got did me. Did you just did you just curse? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. Beatrix. Beatrix. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. We sh we need to calls. move on. I, I'm afraid you're not no. recognizing the urgency <laughs> of this situation. Well, we don't have time <laughs> to dwell but on Marky what I said or what I curse. didn't say. Emphasis on the didn't. Rotan has opened another bag of Cheez-Its. <laughs> well, I was trying to make something about you, and I was trying to appreciate it, but um, goodbye. Um, Misty! Oh my god, my new friend! Good job! When the thing poofed, did its golden scimitar poof too? It did not. I was waiting for that. Yep. Silway's already <laughs> Silway, when you pick it up, it is close to as tall as you are. Is it heavy or light enough to carry? It is heavy. I mean, you could carry it, but it is it is unwieldy. There's not far to go. She will grab it by the hilt and drag it along the ground behind her as she goes back to the lever. Yes, let's do this. Shall we pull the levers again? Yes, I suppose we should give this another try. But hold on. Will we float in the air again? Not me, because I have a heavy scimitar. That's true. Perhaps we should brace ourselves this time. Grab onto something near you. And Rotan did not float before. Take your hand and support you, unlike last time. Maybe that was the moral of this story, is that teamwork... <laughs> yes. ...really does make yes. the dream work. <laughs> yes. Right? Perhaps we've all learned something this day. <laughs> about... Somebody makes a gagging motion. <laughs> Right, girl? Me too. Dag, but honestly, like, want to get the fire, so, you know, gotta do what she's gonna do. Um, <laughs> Rotan's already at one of the levers. Let's, let's do this so later, later. I... Yes, we'll, we'll... So, Rotan, just remember, you gotta hold on to me as you as you do the lever. Ah, yes. <laughs> he reaches up. Thank you. What's Miss doing? I think he's kind of moving towards the the hallway where we heard the ominous chanting, trying to get a read on whether or not we're going to have company before we can get this flame and get out. So you're going to stand in the doorway? Yeah. Okay. Once again, on the count of... Pull the levers on, on three? The count, on the count of three. Do you want to count it off? Pull. All right, then. One, two, three, pull. You pull the levers, and Silway, this time, the scimitar keeps you on the ground. You still start floating up, but... You're anchored to the ground via the scimitar. She's got a tight grip on that thing. Yes. Rotan, you do not float. Beatrix and Marcus, you too begin to float. But because you're braced, you're able to catch the underside of the furnace as the door swings open. And Wolton is holding on to me. Yes. Rotan is holding on to the bear. Mist, you also begin to float, but you brace yourself in the doorway. Get your claws. Um, I, I reach in and, uh, and I and I uh, see what's in there. There is a green fire in there. A giant green fire. Okay. Is there any kind of like a... Is, the, is it being lit by like, like wood or is it just like... Is there a no, source? No, it I guess? seems whatever the source is, is probably magical in nature. Then I, I reach into my... Um, I, while bracing myself with one hand sheathe the sword with the other and reach into my pack and pull out uh, an unlit torch and, and reach in and um, uh, light the torch with the magical fire. 
Which hand are you reaching in with? My sword hand. Your sword hand. Which the right the hand. The right hand. The one that Which hand did you put the ring on? Ooh. I didn't think about that. Probably I mean instinctually my my left okay. hand. Okay. You reach in with your sword hand and the torch. And the torch lights. For a moment you think you have it. And then the fire is just too hot. And then the torch burns into ash. I pull my hand out and again smarting. <laughs> um we have an interesting situation here, uh my friends. Uh you see I've 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 put the torch into the fire and it seems to have burned the entire torch. Um does anyone have another spare? Anything they can throw me? Um a piece of wood, a stick. Um would I I mean would I have the insight to know to use the other hand, the ring hand, or, or only I only think of that because you mentioned that, but... You could always do an insight check. Okay. Let me try that. Not rolling well tonight. Not rolling well tonight. Uh, nine. No, it does not occur to you. I have another torch in my pack, but will, will it do the same thing? I don't know, Beatrix. We could always give it another try. How about I give it a try? Please, by all means. She pulls a torch out of her pack. The hand that I'm holding, I'm holding his hand with my right and grabbing the torch and reaching in with my left, and the ring is on my left middle finger. You're holding Marcus's hand, and you find that you have to extend deep into the flame. It's a curious sensation reaching into something you know should be burning you, but you feel nothing. As you stick the torch into the flame, much like Marcus's, it ignites briefly and then burns into ash. But as you pull your hand back, you notice the ring on your finger glows green. Interesting. Did it work? Beatrix pulls her hand back out, uh, admiring how all four of the skulls are glowing green. I, I think it did. Okay, so avoid the color yellow. <laughs> Deep cut. Nope, don't worry about it. <laughs> I do have a green ring now, so, you know, we're better than when we started. Can we try to light something? We could try lighting Miss Staff on fire. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Hang on. It's made, it's, it's, it's made of wood and magical. It might survive. No. <laughs> this thing is too broken to let go. Um, <laughs> I have in my bag of holding an entry that just says hideout stuff. <laughs> I'm sure there's something flammable in there. <laughs> some some table leg or some miscellaneous piece of crap. That table leg. I hoarded back in those days. Mist, you begin to hear the chanting. It has resumed and it is coming in your direction. Um, we're, you know what? We need to uh, move quickly, I think. It's getting... Uh, it's definitely, it's getting louder. Yeah, the green yeah, ring yeah, will have to strong. do. Yes, I think I mean, we should. Unless we want to have to try to kill a bunch of people. Yes, I think the quicker we are done with this, the better. <laughs> Are your fingers clear of the furnace? Yes, this time, yes. Then Silway releases the lever. You release the lever. The door slams shut, and once again, the green fire spreads through the pipes above. And gravity is restored. Just for good measure, Rotan pulls his lever up and down a few times just to just to see. But it probably doesn't do anything. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. Does not do anything. Silly pointedly holds hers in the up position while he's doing that. Lower the cone of silence. <laughs> you make your way back to the portal. You don't encounter anybody, nor do you encounter any more traps. Silway is making a tremendous amount of noise, dragging the sword behind her. But you reach the portal without incident. One by one, you hop through it. The last person through is Sheng. As you think back to when you pulled the lever that last time, you notice that Xing did not hang on to anything. In fact, he not only allowed himself to float, but he pushed off the walls, and he seemed to almost enjoy being up in the air. Oh! I, I was really hoping, I'm really glad you, you included that. But you are back across the threshold of the portal into the underground chamber. Mother Arcus is there, smiling as usual. As you walk through, she sees your ring, Beatrix, and her smile somehow grows even bigger. She waves her hands, and the portal disappears. Well done, my children. Oh, so happy. And you've all returned. Well, of, of course. Was there ever any doubt? No thanks to you, sister. Yes, yes, there was doubt. Yes, I, I would say there was, you know, nothing in this life is guaranteed, but I am so delighted you have returned. Now come, my dear, and she extends her hand towards you, Beatrix. Beatrix hastens towards her, takes off the ring, and places it in her hand. Oh no, my dear, you may have the honor. She hands the ring back to you, and she takes your hand and leads you up the stairs. Come, all of you, please. This is your glory. Botan, you can put me down now. Thank you. I've I've been hanging on to you for the whole time. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> Forgot in the excitement. <laughs> Mother Arcus leads you once again across the square. The people around you begin to whisper, an excited whisper that grows the closer you get to the pyre. You climb the steps and surround it. Beatrix next to Mother Arcus. She raises her hands and looks down at her flock. Dear, dear children... I want you to remember this day and remember that even as life grows dark and hope seems slim, that the light will always be with you. She turns towards you, Beatrix. She takes your hand. She raises it to the sky and then she extends her arm along with yours towards the pyre. And there is a brilliant flash of white light. None of you are exactly sure that you saw this. Or if you imagined this. But it seemed for a moment that standing next to Beatrix. Amongst your circle. Was not Mother Arcus. But a silver dragon. And when the white light is gone. The fire before you burns once again.
Will we ever see any of those guest characters again? Was any of that canon? Whatever happened to the regular outro announcer voice? I don't know. But one thing I can say, happy anniversary from multi-class theater.